This is episode 110 of Teacher Approved. You're listening to Teacher Approved, the podcast helping educators elevate what matters and simplify the rest. I'm Heidi. And I'm Emily. We're the creators behind Second Story Window, where we give research-based and teacher-approved strategies that make teaching less stressful and more effective. You can check out the show notes and resources from each episode at secondstorywindow.net. We're so glad you're tuning in today. Let's get to the show. Hey there, thanks for joining us today. In today's episode, we're sharing all the best teacher-approved tips for Inside Recess to help you survive those bad weather days. Normally, we start our show with a morning message, but the question we asked our community this week got such a good response that we are devoting our entire episode to it. So let's continue on with the show. It's time for the feedback of the week. Last week, our resource of the week was our spiral review morning work. This week, we're sharing some amazing feedback that we recently received from a happy teacher who uses our morning work. Chanel says, I cannot say enough about this resource. It is the perfect morning work for us. It spirals each day, so it always reviews work as well. It touches on all skills and concepts. In fact, it has put us ahead of our curriculum. So when we hit those standards, my kids have already been introduced to them. Second Story Window thought of everything when they put this package together. You will not be disappointed with this purchase. I recently had a substitute teacher who asked me about the morning work. She stated she never saw kids actually excited to do work. Our morning routine has been perfected with the addition of this gem. Can't thank you enough for the hard work that obviously went into creating this bundle. Oh, and parents are thoroughly pleased and impressed by what their tiny humans are learning. (laughs) But wait, there's more. (laughs) Then she came back and shared even more when someone asked her a question about how she uses it. So she continued, I use third grade. We complete our morning work together in whole groups. So my littles who are approaching mastery aren't intimidated at all. I project the page we're working with onto the board and we complete each problem one at a time. I don't rush through it at all. My kids are so ahead of the curriculum and performed extremely well on our end of year assessments. Several pointed out to me that several questions reminded them of something they learned while doing their morning work. Second Story Window does such a great job at spiraling that concepts become so familiar to them and they're feeling a lot of successes when completing. My kids actually cheer when it's morning work time. Just yesterday, our 8th grade ELA teacher stopped by and she was shocked that we were analyzing and coding sentences. My kids were so happy to show her what they knew. I know this reply is long, but I cannot sing the praises of this resource enough. You will not be disappointed. That made me cry. I know. (laughs) It's so sweet. These morning works are our babies, and they each take many hundreds of hours to complete. So we feel really passionate about the content (laughs) that's created in them. So thank you, Chanel, for that amazing feedback. If you want to get these amazing results in your classroom, too, Head to our show notes to take a look at our spiral review morning work for first, second, third, and fourth grade. I guess it's that time of year. We have moved from the magical sparkle of December to the cold gray slush of January. Oh, it's the worst. (laughs) And in Utah, we have an additional hassle because we have to deal with air quality. So the weather might be conducive to outside recess, but... If the air is too gunky, it's dangerous to breathe. Yay. So (laughs) students often have to stay inside in the winter because of our lovely air. 
In some years, bad air days can stretch for a week or more. And it's the worst. So on top of dealing with storms and bad air, you now have to deal with inside recess. All you want to do is run to the bathroom and have 10 minutes to regroup. But now you have to entertain 25 people who are even grumpier about being stuck inside than you are. (laughs) In college, I don't think they ever taught us about planning for inside recess. Oh, definitely not. I'm sure that didn't come up. They never taught us the things we actually (laughs) needed to do. Right. So when I was suddenly in my classroom, I just did what my elementary teachers had done. So I just filled a bin with games and art supplies. And I just thought that's what everyone did. I thought that was the only solution. Yep. And that does work. But it turns out there's lots of approaches to inside recess. We put out a call for inside recess tips in our Facebook group and got lots of teacher-approved suggestions we want to share with you today. Well, I want to kick it off with Celeste's tip because I thought it was pretty (laughs) appropriate. So her tip is to cry, (laughs) which definitely resonated with me. (laughs) But I bet we have got some tips that will dry those tears right up. Yeah. To make it simple, we've organized the tips into five categories. Planning and storage, whole class activities, technology, creativity, and small group activities. And we've got at least four ideas for you in each category. Let's start with planning and storage. And to kick things off, we have this tip from Michelle. I like to have a different plan for morning, lunch, and last recess. Morning or first recess is always a short video, such as Magic School Bus or Vooks while students eat their snacks. Lunch recess is free choice. Books, drawing, math tubs, whiteboards. I only allow computer time during last recess or my students would do that all day. That was such a smart idea to make a different plan for each recess. I know. If you're in for multiple inside recess days, the kids are going to get bored doing heads up, seven up three times a day. (laughs) So it really pays to plan for a variety of different types of activities. And then the kids know what to expect each recess if they're in for the whole day. Poor you and poor them. (laughs) Another way to do that is to maybe coordinate with other teachers and then you can offer different activities in each room. Maybe one room has a dance video, another room has checkers, another room has drawing, whatever. And that way kids can still see their friends and other classes and then maybe get a little break from their classrooms. And it definitely cuts down on the planning. Oh, I love that idea. But just make sure the kids know they have to pick a room and stick with it the whole recess or you'll have them wandering around everywhere <laughs> all recess long. <laughs> oh, bless their hearts. <laughs> Another way to break up the inside recess monotony is to maximize other areas of the school. If your gym happens to be empty during your recess time, you can take your class in there and you know do something simple like line tag. Even if the gym isn't available, you could consider checking out some PE equipment. Our school had a ton of hula hoops. I could have gotten enough for my class, and then we could spend recess playing hula hoop games in an empty hallway or vestibule. If you have to fill three recesses for several days, it will help to mix things up. I lucked out a little bit with this because we only had two recesses, and lunch recess was always covered by our wonderful Texan staff, so I didn't have to provide for that. On inside days, there were different areas of the school the kids could choose. So, you know, basketball was in the gym and there's a movie in the library and card games in the lunch vestibule. And I didn't have to manage any of that. So I really only had morning recess that I was responsible for. But you had three recesses, right, Emily? I did, which on sunny days was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) On inside recess days, probably a little less fantastic. But I did have to cover all three recesses. So with 
lunchtime, they would eat their lunch and then kind of wander back to my classroom and I would have to entertain them for lunch recess too. So I'm there with you if you had to cover (sighs) all your recesses. That's so rough. And I did kind of the same thing that you mentioned that the same thing we did growing up, which was I had a whole bunch of games. I I was a young, poor teacher, but I went and stocked up on games from the dollar store and some board games and card games. And I they think could, I remember us going to like Walmart on a Black Friday or something mm-hmm. to get because they had all these kid board games that were going to be on a great discount. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. So I stocked up on, you know, Hungry Hungry Hippos and Connect Four and that kind of stuff. And it worked fine, but they start to fall apart and lose pieces and they start to be less exciting if you have a lot of inside recess days. Yeah, I did obviously the same thing with a bin and activities. My classroom came equipped with like a big bin that rolled under a cabinet and it was meant to store your playground equipment. But we had to store all of that in another place so it could go to lunch. (laughs) So I used that bin for inside recess activities. And then cleaning and organizing the recess bin was always one of the end of year cleaning jobs for the kids to do because it needed it at the end of the year. I'm sure. Taping all the boxes back together. Yep. yep. Sorting the pieces. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have a bin, a set of plastic drawers would work great for storing rainy day activities. I did just see an idea to use one of those three tier carts with wheels that you can get at like Michael's or Ikea. And you can use that to store your inside recess supplies. And they had like a different cheer was devoted to different activities. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> it was very cute. I don't know how practical it is because those carts are little. So I would probably go for the plastic drawers first because they're a little bigger and then they can be closed fully. But if you don't have much space, that cart would be really handy to store stuff. But before you can set up your storage, you need to know what you're storing. Maybe instead of managing a bunch of little activities just for simplicity's sake, You want everyone to do the same thing. So let's dive into some suggestions for whole class activities. I think everyone's favorite go-to whole class game, as pointed out by Tari, is Heads Up (laughs) (laughs) 7-Up. It's a classic for a reason. And I vividly remember playing it as a child in elementary school. (laughs) If you somehow escaped elementary school without experiencing Heads Up 7-Up, definitely Google that one because it's real fun. Four Corners is another go-to, and my students actually had to teach me this one because I didn't play it in school growing up. I don't think I know this one. Oh, well, here you go. (laughs) So you just start by designating four areas of the classroom. It could be corners, but maybe your classroom doesn't have four corners. Who knows? So you have corner one, corner two, so on. And then you choose one student to be it, and they turn away from their group, cover their eyes, and, you know, as they count to 10, all the other kids have to scramble to a corner. And then we made the rule that if you are not in a corner by the time they get to 10, you're out for that round because <laughs> they would they would try to take their time to try and work it to their advantage. Anyway, so then after counting to 10, it calls out a corner, like corner three, and then everyone in corner three has to return to their seats. <laughs> and then it turns around and counts again while the remaining players choose corners. So technically, I think the game is supposed to go until there's only one player left, but I found once kids have been sitting for a few rounds, they start to get antsy and the point of recess is to get some of that antsy out. So I just tended to restart the game with a new it before everyone got out. That sounds super fun. And it's a good idea to not have to make most of the class wait for everybody to get out before they can play again. And did you ever do Lazy Lions? I love Lazy Lions, especially because it's quiet. Yeah, if you used our Reindeer Games freebie back in December, we had a version of this with Sleeping Mice. 
So Lazy Lions is the non-festive version of the game. (laughs) To play, one child is chosen as the lion tamer. The rest of the kids are lions, and they spread out around the room and pretend to sleep. The lion tamer walks around looking for any movement. If a lion moves, the lion tamer says, Wilbur, I saw your foot twitch. (laughs) Wilbur. (laughs) Or whatever. And then Wilbur hops up to work as a lion tamer as well. The game continues until there's only one lion or two lions left and everybody else is lion tamers. And Lazy Lions is another one where I tended to stop once there were only a few players left. Yeah. Otherwise, you ended up with like 20 kids surrounding one kid and trying to get them to move. Yeah. So it's just definitely more (laughs) fun to choose a new lion tamer and then restart the game. Yeah. There's another version of this that's more challenging called Statues. So instead of laying down, the kids have to choose a statue position to freeze in while the museum guard walks around. And I know I've played this before with my classes. It can be pretty tricky to hold a pose after a while, though. So that one goes quicker, I think, than Lazy Lion. Yes, yes. <laughs> Something like balloon volleyball or silent ball are fun to play as well. My personal rule for Inside Recess is that I don't choose anything that I have to put much effort into facilitating. I'm the teacher, not the cruise director, and I need a break as much as the kids do. Oh, absolutely. So that's when technology can really come in handy. Go Noodle, the go-to Go Noodle, has a whole (laughs) section dedicated to Inside Recess. And you can find videos like Just Dance on YouTube or TeacherTube. Just absolutely make sure to preview everything before you show it to your class. Someone at my school got in trouble for that. Like, it wasn't bad, but a parent had an issue with it. So yeah, keep that in mind. That is a parent phone call you do not want to get. (laughs) The nice thing about this is you could preview stuff and start compiling a playlist on your phone while you're watching TV one night, and then you'll be ready to go when you have a snow day or a rainy day. And I'd like to put in a little plug for one of my favorites, which is called Adventure to Fitness. It's part of the Adventure to Learning website. It used to be totally free for teachers. Now I think it's part of a subscription. But you can still find some of the videos for free. Each episode takes you on some kind of like Indiana Jones type adventure that teaches kids about volcanoes or ancient Rome. And everyone has to run and skip and jump along with the characters in the story. I actually did it with your kids, Emily, during lockdown. And it was great to get them nice and tired. Yes. (laughs) Hey there, teacher friend. Do you have a question or concern that could use a teacher-proof solution? We'd love to help you out by answering your question here on the podcast. You can submit your questions to hello at secondstorywindow.net and put podcast question in your subject line. Can't wait to hear what's on your mind. Besides movement videos, you could try how-tos like directed drawings or origami. My kids love those directed drawing videos. I think the channel is called Art Hub for Kids or Art for Kids Hub. (laughs) I always get it mixed up because I think it it sounds like it should be one, but it's actually the other. But if you look on YouTube, I'm certain you'll find it. And my kids really like doing those directed drawings. Teresa recommends something I've never heard of before called pool noodle drumming. And that's a mouthful. I loved this idea. (laughs) She says that the students use their desks or chairs and she pulls videos from YouTube They love it. I save it for Inside Recess only, so they are super excited when we have Inside Recess. I love that idea of having something that's really special that you only do at Inside Recess so that instead of Inside Recess feeling like a bummer, it's actually exciting. Yeah, such a good idea. 
There are so many online games you can play as a class or on individual devices. Kahoot has tons of just-for-fun trivia games. Inside Recess also lends itself to more creative activities. The nice thing is you could totally plan and prep a craftivity ahead of time. So when you get the announcement, you're all ready to go. Remember that gift to your future self that we always talk about? That would be one of those. (laughs) And even if you don't end up using it on Inside Recess, you know you're going to need it on someday. Maybe you got a sub. Maybe you don't feel well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And if you don't want to do a whole group craft, you can just let the kids go where the muse leads them. (laughs) Cindy recommends keeping an art box. She says, I have always kept an art scrap box with salvaged bits from prior projects with added recycled treasures such as egg cartons and yogurt containers. Washed out, of course. (laughs) In a steam challenge, I give the constraints of using only four items plus tape or glue to come up with a model of something useful. They love it. That's so fun. One way to keep Inside Recess interesting is to incorporate activities for small groups. Cindy, who also recommended the art box, recommended this board game rotation, which I thought was an interesting take on playing games in your classroom for Inside Recess. She says, another tried and true idea is to create a rotating board game challenge. Divide up the class in groups of four and assign a board game. Trouble, sorry, shoots and ladders, etc. Set a timer for evenly divided time slots so all can experience each game. So say your time slot is four minutes. Team one begins trouble and leaves the board as is when the timer ends. Then they rotate to sorry and pick up the game where team two left it. Each successive rotation brings that team to a more finished point of each game. If the game was won, then they begin anew. The fun of this is to pick up and see if your next rotation has you winning or losing. The teacher management of this is to have each student choose their player's color and stick with that choice for each rotation. This presentation of game day eliminates common problems like boredom, complaints that they didn't get the game they wanted, and the wiggles. It also teaches good sportsmanship and problem solving. (laughs) I definitely never would have come up with that. On my own. No way. And I imagine it would be chaos with the little ones. I don't I don't know if like second graders could even handle it. I'm not it. sure. But I can see older kids really getting into this, especially like the the chance of like, oh, I was ahead this time and now I'm losing. Yes. Or the opposite of like, yeah. oh, I'm losing on this game, but then I'm totally ahead on the next one. Right. You don't need a whole library of games, though, if that's not something that is feasible for you. As Denise points out, regular playing cards can be enough. She says... A deck of cards. All ages love card games and they teach each other. And I think that's a key is that I found you don't have to teach the kids games. They can teach each other. (laughs) Yeah. Someone will know how to play a game and they are happy to teach other students, assuming they actually can remember the rules. (laughs) A lot of times they think they know the rules, but maybe they don't. (laughs) We're not going to (laughs) stress. Yeah. Let them self-direct. It's just, it's inside recess. You take a break. (laughs) I saw another recommendation from one teacher who just collected checker games when they were on sale or when she found them at thrift stores. And then her class would do checker tournaments as part of their inside recess. Oh, that's so fun. Checkers is a nice one to collect because you can find those games everywhere. I know even the dollar store carries them and the cheap ones don't take up too much space. But inside recess doesn't just have to be games. No, kids love using building toys and art supplies as well. Other teachers told us that their students love using Play-Doh, Lincoln Logs, coloring books, puzzles, ping pong. I hadn't thought of that one. The little mini bowling sets from the dollar store. Oh, that's so fun. And Lauren mentioned printing out coloring pages of the characters that they're really into right now, like Gabby's Dollhouse or something like that. 
I thought that was so clever. And don't forget about masking tape. With a few rolls of tape and an open floor, kids can design hopscotch courts, tic-tac-toe games, mazes, or obstacle courses. That would keep them happily entertained for several recesses. And if all else fails, just let them at your math manipulatives. Yep. (laughs) Those are basically toys with a learning goal, so let them play. If you have some other ideas for Inside Recess, we would love to hear them over in our teacher-approved Facebook group. Now let's talk about this week's teacher-approved tip. Each week we leave you with a small, actionable tip that you can apply in your classroom today. This week's teacher-approved tip is ask for recess activity donations. If you are looking to round out your indoor recess options, just go ahead and ask for them. You can hint to parents that you absolutely don't expect any gifts for Christmas or teacher appreciation, but if they are looking for something to give, games for inside recess would be appreciated. I did that my first few years of teaching, and I got some games that lasted my whole time that I was teaching in second grade. The boxes got trashed, but the games were still good. Yeah. And as a parent, it's always helpful to know what teachers need, and it's nice to give a gift you know your child will be using. And you could also put out requests for items families might be clearing out, let people know that if they have old Legos that they might be getting rid of, or maybe some games that their families don't play, that you and your students could put them to good use. Oh, that's a good idea. To wrap up the show, we're sharing what we're giving extra credit to this week. Heidi, what are you giving extra credit to? My extra credit is going to the three-tiered wheeled cart from Michael's. We mentioned it earlier as a way to store inside recess activities, but Emily and I last month each got one that's formatted as a wrapping cart, and it has been great. Well, Emily had a little mix up. Uh, Yeah, seriously. If you get this, don't (laughs) assemble the whole thing without double checking that you have the right cart, because somehow my box had the right cart on the outside and the wrong cart on the inside, and we did not notice we had assembled the whole thing. So keep an eye on that. They did swap it out for her. Yes, they were nice. She had to go in. (laughs) Yes, and I had already assembled it. (laughs) But I didn't have any problems, maybe because I bought it in the store. Yeah. I got it on sale, and it really was just so handy for wrapping all of the Christmas presents. And then I just, you know, wheeled it back to my closet. I had kind of, like, been trying to justify the container store wrapping cart that's, like, $200. (gasps) But I think I got this one on sale for, like, $30. Oh, whoa. Mine was not that cheap. It was on sale, but not that cheap. (laughs) Yeah, I was I was in there. You got lucky. I did. It was right around Thanksgiving, so got the good sales. If you are interested in a wrapping cart, the model from Michaels is the Gramercy rolling cart, and we will make sure to put a link to that in the show notes. Yeah, hoping to make Neil help me put that together today. <laughs> He'll be a happy one. camper. <laughs> okay, Emily, what's your extra credit? I'm giving extra credit to Emily in Paris. Oh. <laughs> I feel <laughs> I feel a little silly giving extra credit to a show that's already massively popular. And not exactly an amazing storyline. The writing could be better. And yet, (laughs) I just really enjoy it. I think I enjoyed season three more than the first two. The costumes and sets are just visually gorgeous. And Paris is just such a beautiful setting for a show that I'm always just enjoying the scenery of every scene. One of the episodes this season is set in Provence, and it was literally stunning. It's as close as I'm going to be getting to traveling to France anytime soon, so I guess I'll take it. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll have to give this a try. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know what you think. <laughs> That's it for today's episode. Make a plan for inside recess success so those bad weather days don't catch you by surprise. 
And don't forget our teacher-approved tip for asking parents to donate inside recess activities. Be sure to check out our show notes for links to anything we've mentioned. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with a teacher friend. Recommendations are one of the top ways people discover new podcasts. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Teacher Approved. I'm Heidi. And I'm Emily. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow or subscribe in your podcast apps so that you never miss an episode. You can connect with us and other teachers in the Teacher Approved Facebook group. We'll see you here next week. Bye for now. Bye.